Welcome to our PD. This is Saratoga Best. We are speaking about, we're preparing for Chafesh Shabbat. And the question for today in a short year is, who walks around with a tambourine, tambourine for, I don't know if it was 86 years, it's hard to say. Who walks around, how, what gives you the inner ability to walk around with a tambourine or the equivalent of a tambourine for so many years and so many decades? What kind of level would you have to be on to, to do that? So we're going to look into the answer, um, in a second, but let's talk about Miriam just for a minute. Of course, we know that Miriam had the name, her name was Mirror with Bitterness because most of the slavery began, their lives became embittered when Miriam was born. And that was, and it was 86 years. Four years, that means it went on for 86 years, which means probably she walked around with a tambourine for 86 years. Four years before Maishra Bain was born. So, again, I'm not quite sure of, of the years, but what does that mean? How is she called the guile? If she's bitter, how can she have so much hope? And so the fact is, and we're going to see in a second, if you're on a certain frequency, you can hold both extremes in your heart, in your mind, in your soul, and they somehow work together. In a normal life, they don't. You're either bitter or you're hopeful. So how, but somehow she enables us to be bitter and hopeful. And of course it says, we're going to talk about this little tambourine, but she was the sister of Aaron and she took this tambourine. So I guess it was a physical tambourine at that point, or if not, it was the equivalent. She had in her, in her heart a tambourine, or maybe she had actually a, um, it could be that years later, 86 years later, when we came out of Mitzrayim, she picked up the tambourine. So she might have sort of had the tambourine, so to speak, in her heart all that time. And now she had an actual tambourine as, as an adult. She had it ready. Well, why she's called the sister of Meishur Benu, because when she only had one brother, she said, I know that my mother will give birth to the Redeemer. And, of course, we know, right, she, well, she will give birth to the Redeemer. So that's, we're going to talk about that, that frequency in a minute. And, of course, we know that her father came along, gave her a little tap on the head and said, hmm, where is your Navua now? And she knew it would happen. So she stood on the side of the river to know how it would happen. Not, is this going to happen? Will the Redeemer end up being the Redeemer? Will my brother be saved, my baby brother be saved, and he'll redeem the Jewish people? Maybe yes, maybe no. No, that wasn't her question. She was like, wow, this sure doesn't look like it's going to happen, but I know it's going to happen. That'll be really interesting to watch how it all comes about. Interesting, right? Now, what kind of frequency do you have to live on to be able to do that? She wanted, she was there, to know how it would all pan how this miracle would end up happening. It was going to happen. He would redeem us, and he will redeem us. But how? what will be the circumstances that unfold Al-Piteva? And so this idea, we want to connect to Chav Peshvat. And by the way, also Rachel, because Rachel Imenu, she came out of her caver when we passed by on the way to Gullus. She came out and she cried. And she, 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 she 
begs for Rachamim for for us, and it says Kol Nishma. She cries for us, and she tries to, you know, she can't be comforted. And so Hashem says, "Don't worry, you will see that the end of the story will be sweet. It will be sweet." And of course, according to the great bitterness of the Gullus, was the great Simcha of the Geula, which that isn't only, that was the template then for what's going to be now. Being, functioning on that level, on that frequency of Miriam, makes it possible to already experience the Simcha of the Geula, because Vatikach Miriam etetas the she took the tambourine in her hand. The tambourine is the symbol of I'm living on two different, on a frequency that enables two opposites to coexist. And so the Tzenekola all the women went out after her. She lifted us all up to that frequency, the Tupim of Mechalus. So, um, sorry, and one more thing I want to say about her being the, the sister of Aaron. Um, why, does, why is she called the Tikach Mirimhan Aaron, the sister of Aaron? took the tambourine and all in her hand, and all the women followed her. We weren't all the sisters of Aaron. She was. Somehow, in order to do this, you need to be the sister of Aaron. And then we follow you, and we get to do what you do. Because when we saw the Mitrim on, at, uh, you know, having, they, they were gone. They were, they were no longer alive. Asfasayam. And we understood the, the slavery is over. And then she understood her nevuah came true, Bishlamus. There was a great, great, great simcha with tambourines. So, let's look at Chapeshvat for a minute and see what it has to do with all of this. How do you do it? How do you stay on such a frequency? How do you hold two opposites in one place? And the answer is, of course, Chafeshvat is the eleventh, the twenty-second day of the eleventh month, and it hap- And we're dealing with these are famous numbers. Everybody knows ten, eleven, and twenty-two. Chafeshvat is all connected to ten, eleven, and twenty-two. Because when we're speaking about Chafeshvat, we're talking about Rebbe Tzimchayim Mushka, who has her own schluss. And she has the schuss of her father. Everything is happening in this month of Shvat, the 11th month. And since the Nasi Hadar lifts up the entire generation, when it comes to his daughter, everything that she does creates an elevation in everyone. So somehow we're talking about this frequency, that's Miriam's frequency, that then becomes Rebbe Chaim Mushka's frequency, becomes our frequency, and it lifts us all up to that frequency. And we become people, women, who can live like Miriam. Two offices coexisting in our minds and our hearts, and it works. And we leave the generation specifically because we're able to hold those two opposites in our, in, in, in our hearts and in our minds. So... Um, So we want to look at, of course, what these these, these numbers are. Um, these numbers, 11, 10, and 22. 10 is the regular world, decimal system. It's a masculine energy. 
very orderly. You have ten fingers, ten toes. It's normal life. You could say the level of Elohim. Hashem created the world to work in a certain way and be normal. And he inserted the masculine energy into it to make it normal, regular old world. No wild, crazy energy, orderly kind of a world. Man goes out to, man goes out to conquer the world. And he's there to make it a holy place, but it's a regular world. And he expects regularity. He expects, you know, like, he expects to eat his meals on time, like, hey, I'm hungry, I need to eat on time. But the masculine energy is more like that. Although he goes out to conquer, but it's, he's, it's the sun energy. The sun rises every morning. You don't go to sleep and wonder, hmm, wonder if the sun's going to rise tomorrow or what time. No way of knowing. You know, it's very predictable. The moon, the moon, you know, it's there, it's not there. You see it, it's smaller, it's bigger. If you know nothing about the moon cycle, you wonder, will there ever be a moon again? I remember there was a moon. I saw the whole moon in the sky. How come I don't see it anymore? Oh, now I see a small moon. Now I see a smaller moon. Now, very different. That's the 11 energy. You could say in a way that's more like the energy of perhaps, of perhaps, of Yudkei of Hashem as he manifests himself above the world. It's called Antuchad V'lobachoshven. I think we learned about it a few weeks ago. Antuchad V'lobachoshven. The unity of all things that you can't count. You can't pin it down. It's not so predictable. The feminine energy is more um, changeable. Cycles. There's no cycle to them. There's no masculine cycle. But there's a feminine cycle. Bigger, smaller. It's here. It's not here. Changing. The The advantage of the feminine energy is a whole bunch of things, including that it changes all the time. The advantage of the masculine energy, it just doesn't change. And each one, one is very stable, but the other one is very expansive. The feminine energy is, you could say, in a way more expansive. The 11 energy. So, when we think of Miriam, which energy do we think that she was functioning on? She probably had a large dose of 11-ish energy. 11 is not quite the regular order of the world. I mean, let's face it. According to the regular order of the world, you don't walk around with a tambourine for 86 years. Good. You had a dream. You had a vision. You had a feeling, an instinct that your little baby brother, your mother's going to give birth to the Redeemer, and then the baby is born, and then you still believe that even though he's being thrown into the place of the Zara, the River Nile, you still feel like, no, Hashem will save him. He will be the Redeemer. But how many decades can you hold on to that dream? On the level of 10, you probably cannot. At some point, you know, the the Hine Zemushiach Ba sign gets dusty, you know, and like, enough already. How long are you going to hold on to this dream? 
That's called normal, responsible 10. The 11 energy is Antuchad Velobachushpan. It's not, it's not an orderly energy. It's connected to the energy that's sourced in the source of Paro. The revelation of the highest light, which is not orderly, but it's very powerful. It can bust open any concealment. Anyone. And it will be hidden in darkness. How do we know? What do you mean? Haro is, in his source, in his lower level, the deepest unholiness, the greatest evil, as we see the greatest evil exploding in the world in our generation, in Tufshin, Tufshin Pei Base, we see it face to face. And at the same time, the other extreme of Paro is in his source, that evil is actually sourced in, you go up, 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 up. The source of it is the revelation of the highest holy lights. It's just when such a, in a very disorderly way, but very powerful way. So those very high lights will then be contracted down, 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 and millions of contractions. They can finally come down and look like evil, God forbid. Does that mean evil? A place where there is zero recognition of Hashem. Zero. Sounds familiar? How about uh, CNN, uh, ABC, NBC, Facebook, Twitter, etc., etc., etc.? All of the major media outlets, plus, plus, Big Pharma, FBI, CIA, all this stuff, zero, radical left, zero recognition of Hashem. You see embedded in those places, Taro's mindset is like they must have read the book, How to Be Successful, written by Paro Melech Mitzrayim. They all seem to have read the book and said, I like that philosophy. I'm going to take it on as my own. And they're all following his footsteps. It's kind of like King Paro will tell us how to, how to go. You look at the world today and you see that all of those corrupt and the U.S. government and all that stuff and they, they seem to have a, a leader. They're not just, I think, they're, they're not just all insane. They seem to have a leader. And their leader is Paro, King of Mitzrayim. whose goal is, God forbid, to eliminate Hashem once and for all. As if the Bolsheviks who tried, they, they tried to do what they couldn't. Why, as, as President Putin said today, a hundred years later, the Bolsheviks tried and they failed. Why are you guys trying again a hundred years later? It's not going to work. We're not taking, we will not support you in your insanity and your evil. We will support healthy values. So here is little Miriam, and Miriam is the exemplification of a little girl who stands up fearlessly to Paro. 
I don't remember the story if, if I think so. She and her mother, Miriam Yochebet, I think were called to Paro, if I got it right. And she had, and, and everyone was shaking when she had the audacity to say, to stand up and speak brave words to Paro, I believe, and say, you know, you're trying to get rid of the Jewish boys, etc. I think they were told, you know, throw all the Jewish baby boys, God forbid, in in the river. And and she had the she had the audacity, the chutzpah, to stand up to Parah and say very brave words that could have, in one second, you know, God forbid, as a little child. And then Lahabzal, she stood up to her father, who also said, this isn't going to work. We can't have any marriage. We can't have any more children. Again, she kept standing up to the evil. And then even to less than that, just the masculine instinct in saying, you are wrong. Think higher. Think bigger. Stop thinking ten. With the evil, she just said, you are evil. You will not succeed. I am telling you, I may be a little girl, but I know you will fail. You will be destroyed. And to her father, Lahabdul, you're using masculine thinking. It's not going to fly. You're missing the point. We're talking about Geula now. Number 10 isn't going to work. That kind of regular old thinking, let's face reality. Let's face reality isn't going to work. You mean functional number 10? Decimal system, uh, you know, is the dollar going to rise or fall? What's going to be with the banks? What's going to be with the economy? That stuff isn't going to save us. The 11 energy is going to save us. The energy of Antuchad Vilabachushvan. A level that's above nature. It's not, it's not restricted by the laws of nature. It's connected to the very essence of Hashem. On the, excuse me, on the level of the essence of Hashem, Hashem says limitations, restrictions, rules. No, 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 not here. We don't, yeah, we don't do limitations over here. A level of 10. It's all about limitations. Let's face it. You walk into a bank. I mean, these days, if you walk into a bank wearing a mask, nobody gets scared. Once once upon a time, if people walked into a bank wearing a mask, nobody, everybody got scared. These days, everybody comes into the bank wearing the mask. Nobody, it's very strange, right? And you say, well, I'd like a million dollars. This is actually a normal place we (coughs) operate on the level of 10, the decimal system, um, you don't have a million dollars in your bank account. You don't actually even have a bank account with us. We really are not really allowed to give you a million dollars. It doesn't actually belong to you. That's the level of 10. Let's face reality. You don't have a million dollars in our bank, so why are you asking us for it? That is the level of 10. The level of 11 is you don't go walk into a bank, God forbid, and say, give me a million dollars. But you speak to Hashem and say, I need a million dollars. 
And it's not outrageous to ask for that on the level of 11. Because on the level of 10, there are rules and regulations. There are, there's a seder to how things go. On the level of 11, <laughs> we don't do rules and regulations. We don't have those same limitations. The rules of the world of number 11 are we don't, we don't do limitations. Here we do out beyond limitation. That's the rule here. That's the rule. You know, for instance, just think of kind of a joke. Somebody goes to a three-day workshop in which everybody, you know, those workshops, everybody's trying to learn how to shoot for the stars, not be stuck by, you know, with all the, the rules. And so everybody's, you know, I'm going to become a millionaire and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And everybody's talking that way for three days. Everybody's in that energy mode. And then somebody stands up on the third day and says, oh, let's face reality. I only earn $43,000 a year. So I'm not going to be able to do this, this, and this. And everybody goes, boo. They say, where have you been for three days? Have you not noticed what we're all talking about? Right? It's like, it's like going into a, it's like going into a, a Hamish restaurant where everybody's eating, you know, Mahadrin Minaham, Mahadrin Chalant and asking, God forbid, for a, for a BLT sandwich, you know, for a, or for a, a cheeseburger. Like, excuse me? I think you're in the wrong place. I think, yeah, that's not over here. So here in this three-day workshop, like, excuse me, limitations? We've been working for three days on understanding that we don't have to be restricted by limitations. But, like, what's with your, let's face reality, I only earn $43,000. So let's sum it all up. What does this have to do with Chafeshvat? Chafeshvat, the Tisalkus of Rebetzin Chaim Mushka, is the 10th, the 11th month, uh, um, the 22nd day, but 22nd to, it, it comes from, it's, it's all in the same energy as Yudshvat. The Sriyadikarebbe, the Rebbe Rayat, so to speak, there are three phases to his Nasius until Yud Shvat. All of his Nasius of 40 years and all of his life, which is 70 years, culminating in the 10th day of Shvat, the 10th day of the 11th month. That's one phase. There the focus is on 10 because there was an Avaida. The Avaida was fix the world. 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. Fix the world. 10, 10 news. Fix the world. And make it holy. That took 5,710 years to do. The next day, the Avaida is upgraded from the Avaida of 10 to the Avaida of 11. That began the seventh generation. And that's a generation that began, that was 1951, 
Yud Shvat, the 10th day of the 11th month, 1957-11. And that begins in a fight of 11. Restrictions? What do you mean? Everything becomes possible. On the level of 11, Antuchad below the Chushvan, it's all possible. Miriam and the Via's energy. That's the energy in which you walk around with, with a tambourine for 86 years or however long it is, and it's not a contradiction. And everybody else is saying, and her father, and Miriam's father is saying, come on, let's face reality, meaning number 10. And she's saying, but ta, we have to face reality, meaning number 11. Two different languages. That was the Avaida from 57, from 5711 to, from 1951 to 1988, which is, uh, I forget, all those years, I forget, until Tavshim till the passing of Rebbe Tanchayim Mushka. And then we become upgraded to an Avaida of 22, 11 from above and 11 from below, which we'll discuss tomorrow what that's all about. So to end off, we understand that somehow we, the women, the Nashim Sitkanias, whether you feel that you're righteous or not, somehow you became included in the group of Nashim Sitkanias that resonate well, resonate with that 11 energy, resonate with the, the idea of, sure, you can walk around with a tambourine for 86 years. What's the problem? While all the men are saying, <laughs> you'll have to face reality one of these days. And she never did. She said, why should I face your old limited reality? Why don't you just move up to my expansive reality? Why should I go down to your number 10? Why don't you just all move up? Let's bring the world up to my number 11. And then take it even higher to Chafteh Shvat. And that's a piece of, a taste of, a peek into the Kayach of Chaspeshvat, what it accomplished in Tafshin Memchet, and what it accomplishes every year higher and higher, and what it's going to accomplish for us this year. May we be Zaycha. We are Zaycha. May we experience immediately that even before Chaspeshvat, we find that the whole world becomes eleven. No limitations as it's embedded in the normalcy of the world in the limited 11 into 10. Through the Nashim Sitkanias, and may we find ourselves in the Gula Mitis Fashlema immediately now.